Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new here, welcome to the podcast for the very first time. I'm glad that you decided to join in and listen. If you're in any kind of danger, please do not listen to the podcast. Hang up, dial 911. Uh, let me give you the number to the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. That number is 1 800 799 7233. Again, that number is 1-800-799-7233. Um, today I have a special guest. Um, she's from the community that I live in, and she's a survivor of domestic violence, and her name is Lucena Elrod, and she's going to talk about what happened to her and t- tell you all a little bit about her story. Hey, Lucena. Hey. Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, first thing I want to say is the man that abused me, I'm divorced from met a wonderful man here in Blount County who I'm very thankful for and um but mine started when I was 18 years old I had left home I was living in Boaz Alabama moved to Georgia met him got married three months later um we were married for six weeks and I found out I was three weeks pregnant and we weren't married but two weeks and he threw me across the kitchen floor and I was scared to try to come home because I didn't want to have to hear I told you so and I thought well this is just a one-time thing it won't happen again we're gonna have a baby everything will be fine no that wasn't the case um it could be something as simple as him come in and not like what he had on the table and to eat for dinner and literally he would take me by the hair and put a plate down on the ground and put my face in it like I was a dog and have me eat it or smish me in it. Or he would just sling it all over the kitchen and leave it for me to clean up, of course. Um, We had three children. I stayed in this for 14 years. And because of that 14 years, Unfortunately, I ended up losing one child to drugs because their daddy was a drug addict and turned them to drugs. The other one also, but he had left and he moved to Arkansas, was getting his life straight. And October the 4th, he'll be dead for three years from a fatal car wreck. It doesn't just affect the spouses, it affects the children. I have a 28-year-old who, luckily, from the time he was seven on, has had the wonderful man that I am married to now to call his daddy. And that's what he's always called him. And he showed him the right way you treat a woman. Not an abusive way. Not in a demeaning way. There were times that my ex-husband would, uh, he would get mad and if I didn't want to have sex or something to that nature, he would pull a gun and literally hold me down, hold the gun to my head, or put my face in the pillow, practically smother me and tell me I was going to do whatever he wanted me to do because I was his wife. And that's not the way it works. I'm sorry. Uh, it's very demeaning. It's a lot to get over. Um, like I said, it took me 14 years to finally get out of it. 
I happened to get on an airplane with five changes of clothes and $50 to my name. And I came back to Alabama. He had taken me four states away so that I had no contact with family, friends, or anything. When I finally got here, I knew I was putting my family that was here in jeopardy because he always said he would kill them all if I left them. But it got to the point that I had to get out or either here I one would have killed each other. Um, he took our four-wheel drive, chased me through the woods, and ran over my leg. He had stomped my leg till I had to have two knee surgeries. And he threw me out of the house. While we lived in a subdivision, so close on, it wouldn't let me back in. This was at nine o'clock at night. I got back in the house at 11 o'clock the next morning. I had to hide when people would come up and down the road and walk around the car so nobody would see me. If anybody's out there, if you have any grip to you, please get out. I know when you have to make the decision. There's so many women that end up in the morgue because they kept putting it off thinking it would get better and it won't. It will not ever get better. And the cycle's got to be broken. The cycle was broken with my son, my then seven-year-old. He's 28 now. He's a wonderful husband, wonderful father, wonderful provider. But it's all because I finally found a man who could treat me right. Alan Elrod was the best thing that ever came into our life. I don't know what I'd do without him. And uh, it took us a lot of years to get married because I was scared too. I didn't even know he had always promised he'd never hit me and I knew he wouldn't. My PTSD is still bad to this day. I still jump. I'm not as bad as I used to be. But it took nine and a half years for me to finally say, okay, that I would marry him, which was the best thing I could have done. I don't know what I had done without him all these years since because probably my ex-husband or I would, would be in prison or dead because I know there's a lot of women out there who've probably been in the same place that I've been where you lay and you put plot and you think are there ways I can get rid of this man and not have to pay the consequences of committing a murder because he's going to kill me if I don't Please reach out if it's a friend or anybody.
reach out, let them know what's going on. Get out as soon as you can, because I promise it will not get better. As I've done saying, it will not get better. It'll only get worse. And unfortunately, there's a lot of laws on the book when it comes to domestic violence against women that really don't work in our favor. And I hate to say that in this day and age, but it's the truth. Um, yeah, we have them sitting up here on Capitol Hill wanting to change a lot of petty laws when they need to look at the laws that really affect everyday people and the generations to come. Because if this isn't stopped and help's not available, it's never going to end. You can't put a number on how many domestic violence there is out there, the women that are going through it, the children that are going through it because they're seeing their mother go through it. They go to school and they think that's their escape. And for a lot of them, it is. But they don't talk about it at school because they're afraid if they do, it'll be harder on their mother when they get home or a teacher will find out. And then, you know, they have to worry if they're going to put their mother in more danger or even their self when they go home. So there needs to be laws put in place now to help domestic violence victims and to give them more time than, you know, uh, six months in jail or time served if you get arrested on a domestic violence. Um, Another issue I have with one thing is, you know, if the police officers do come in and they think both people have been fighting, then they want to take both of them to jail. When you know 90% of the time, it's the female that's been sat there and been abused and abused. Or they'll say, just let him leave for the night and let everything calm down. It don't calm down, it gets worse. Because when they come home, they're upset because you have contacted the police or you've made a charge. I did file charges one time and I was literally told if I did not drop the charges or get on the stand and say I did not say what I did in that police report, that he would kill me and my kids. So guess what I did? I basically perjured myself and said the statement isn't true and it was. You know, I was um, pregnant with twins and I was six months pregnant and he threw me through the wall and there was a literal, there was literally an outline of my body in that wall. I had a doctor's appointment that next day and I went into labor. My little girl only lived five minutes. Do I know it's because of that? No, but I believe it is. In my heart of hearts, I believe that he killed my baby. All right, I, I think she's 
she's done talking right now. You done, Lucena? All right. Guys, this is a very tough series that we're doing with survivors. And so just be very respectful and loving. And I, I just hope that all of you are doing good. And remember, um, listen to the survivors that you've heard on the podcast because, you know, there is ways that you can get freedom and you can get away from abuse. It is a very hard road, but safety plans can be put in action and you can get away from the abuse. Um, Till next time, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Sorry. No, you're fine.